part of part of what I feel with um, Disneyland, why it attracts so many spirits that uh-huh. might not have acts that might not have actually passed there. In parapsychology, they believe that a lot of ghosts go to places where their spirits feel most at home. 100%, yes. 100%. And Bryce even touched on it. Disney fans are diehard. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth, to some. Anyone who knows the park very well understands that beneath the magic is an even more fascinating network of underground tunnels and very dark secrets and twisted undertones. On today's episode, Holly Weird Paranormal travels virtually to Disneyland as we are given a haunted walking tour of the Magic Kingdom with former cast member Mitchell Ralston. Let's sit down with Mitchell as we discuss about the Disneyland drownings, the shipwreck, the Matterhorn derailment, and the horrific accident that happened in the former American Sings Theater. And let's not forget about Disneyland ghosts. Is there more to the grim grinning specters that are seen in the New Orleans Square? And is it true that Walt Disney still walks around the grounds? Walt Disney once said, All of our dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them. And that's what he just did. He not only imagined one of the most magical places on Earth, but he literally created it from the ground up. And that's what he did in 1955 in Anaheim, California. He built Disneyland, which was meant to serve as a magical escape from our regular lives and responsibilities. But for some, the magical escape quickly came to an end due to tragic accidents. So let's get Holly Weird, y'all, in the Magic Kingdom. Let's get Holly Weird in Disneyland. The episode and interview you're about to listen to was recorded via Skype during the COVID-19 stay-at-home order. So please pardon any in and out sounds, muffs, or any glitches that you might hear during this recording. Also, the following episode contains violent and graphic content. Listener discretion advised. Now, let's get Holly weird. In order to begin, guys, we need to go all the way back, and we're going to go further back to 1901. We need to learn a little bit about the creator of Disney. We need to learn more about Walter Ilias Disney, otherwise known as Walt Disney. Walter Ilias Disney was born in Chicago, Illinois on December 5th of 1901. He passed away in December 15th of 1966 in Los Angeles, California. He was an American motion picture and television producer and showman, famous as a pioneer of animated cartoon films 
and as the creator of such cartoon characters, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. He also planned and built Disneyland, a huge amusement park that opened near Los Angeles in Anaheim, California in 1955. And before his death, he had begun building a second park, Walt Disney World, near Orlando, Florida. The Disney company he founded has become one of the most largest entertainment conglomerates in the world. Now, if you head on over to visitanaheim.org, you'll learn a little bit about the opening of the park. The original Disneyland, the only Disney park, was overseen by Walt Disney himself. And that one opened in July 17th of 1955 in Anaheim, California. In the early 1950s, Walt Disney initially envisioned building a tourist attraction adjacent to his studios in Burbank to entertain studio visitors. After hiring a consultant and doing research, Walt bought a 160-acre site in Anaheim, California in 1953. Today, Disneyland Resort covers over 510 acres. Opening day was known as Black Sunday because so many things didn't go as planned. About 28,000 people attended opening day, but only about half of those guests were actually invited. The other half of the guests actually carried fake tickets, anything to get into the Magic Kingdom. In addition to the large, unexpected crowd, some of the asphalt wasn't even dry yet. There weren't enough bathrooms and people were tripping over camera cables everywhere. The opening day disaster was a minor detail in Disneyland's success, as over 600 million guests have been through the front gate since it opened. Sleeping Beauty's castle, for example, is modeled after the Neuwanstein, a castle in Bavaria, Germany. However, the true front of the castle is actually the backside of Sleeping Beauty's castle. It is said that Walt experimented with the castle, turned around backwards in the original concept model and decided to keep it that way. But did you know the castle's drawbridge actually works? It has only been lowered twice, once when the park opened in 1955 and again when Fantasyland had a makeover in the 1980s. Since its opening, Disneyland has undergone a number of expansions and renovations, including the addition of New Orleans Square in 1966, Bear Country, now Critter Country in 1972, Mickey's Toontown in 1993, and Disney California Adventure Park in 2001, and the newest addition, Cars Land, which opened in June of 2012. But beyond the lights... Beyond the grand opening and the excitement, the allure, and the magic of Disneyland lies a darker and deeper secret. There lies tragedy. Since 1955, the Magic Kingdom has been the tragic kingdom for some parkgoers. You see, when Disneyland opened with a bang, and I say that quite literally, when an accident occurred during its first week of operation, you see, in late July of 1955, a Disneyland railroad operator switched tracks before the back of the train had safely crossed into the station. A mistake that sent the last car of the Retlaw 2 train onto a separate set of tracks. The caboose swung to the side and collided with a concrete divider before derailing. Fortunately, no one was hurt. The worker even fled the scene and never returned. After that, Disneyland had no major incidents for nearly a decade. 
the good streak ended in May of 1964, when a 15-year-old boy from Long Beach stood up and was thrown from the top of the Matterhorn bobsleds. He landed on an adjacent ledge, fractured his ribs and skull, and died three days later. Over the next 50 years, a dozen more visitors would perish at Disneyland. In most cases, disregard for safety was to blame. And in order to begin with those tales, we need to go back. And we're going to go back with Mitchell Ralston, who's a former cast member of Disneyland, as he shares his theories and thoughts and stories behind the deaths, the tragedies, and even the specters that loom over Disneyland. Let's get Holly Weird with Mitchell Ralston. So, Mitchell, tell us a little bit about yourself, and let's just jump into Haunted Disney. All right. Hey, you cool cats and cryptids. Um, <laughs> I, I worked at Disneyland from uh, 2009 to uh, late 2011. I almost worked there for three years. Some of the things I will be talking about would get me fired. Thankfully, <laughs> I haven't worked there since 2011. Um, I'm going to be telling stories that cast members who currently work there. I mean, everyone's furloughed there right now, so no one really works there. Oh, right. <laughs> but I, the cast members who um, do still work there, I will be using, I will be talking about the attraction they work at. I won't be listing any names. Mm. Of course, of course not. Yeah. To protect the innocent. <laughs> uh, so so really to start um we should start on main street i mean that's how you enter disneyland you enter through main street main street usa is the um kind of where you shed shed um the real world and enter kind of this hyper hyper um fantastic version of um middle america in the 1900s that never really actually existed AKA, um, you're the one, that's the street where you're dodging the baby strollers, right? Yeah, you're dodging the baby <laughs> strollers. You're dodging yeah. the main Joe. vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, we probably should start with the parking lot because there Ooh. has been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> say, let's start with the parking lot, which is yeah. now known as Disney California Adventure. The mm-hmm. old school parking lot um, used to be this giant expanse where you would park your cars. And in 19, let's see here. Let me let me just look up my notes. FYI, guys, we, uh, Mitchell and I have our Mickey Mouse ears. Bryce, do you have ears? You ponder. I have, I have a Mickey Mouse tank top floating around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to actively not spend my money. Like Disney, for listeners who don't know, I am quite the Disney psycho. So like having Disney Plus has totally been like, Oh my oh, god, don't get me yeah. started on Disney Plus. I know. So like it's... any Disney anything, I've watched like all the Disney, like Imagineering documentary and like the founding of Disney, like all of it. So like literally as soon as you're like, Mitchell, I, we're going to the permanent like, yes, the parking lot. Like I'm here for all of it. The parking lot. The current parking lot, the Mickey and Friends parking structure, there's been a few suicides there. Oh what? There's about three or four suicides there that have actually happened recently in about twenty ten. Stop. Yeah, um, October 17th, 2010, a 61-year-old man jumped to his death from the top floor of Mickey and Friends' parking structure, <gasps> and he left behind him citing personal issues for oh, his suicide. Goodness. Oh, my God. Um, April 2nd, 2012, a 23-year-old man was found near the northwest corner of the Mickey and Friends' parking structure, and he was pronounced dead on the scene. 
It was investigated as a suicide, but there was no witnesses, so it's just a random dead body. (laughs) (laughs) Just at the magical place on Earth. (laughs) Uh, uh, 2016, a 40-year-old man jumped from his death from the Mickey and Friends parking structure. Also, (gasps) so there's been, like, this is the current parking structure they built in 1999. It doesn't state whether or not they were uh, former workers or... Oh, no, these are all just... Random people. Random people that decided to go to Disney and just end it. Just oh end my god. Oh. So part of part of what I feel with um, Disneyland, why it attracts so many spirits that uh-huh. might not have ac- not, might not have actually passed there, uh-huh. is in parapsychology they believe that a lot of ghosts go to places where their spirits feel most at home. One hundred percent. Yes. One hundred percent. And uh, Bryce even touched on the disney fans are diehard Pittsburgh, like when i as an adult discovered like the entire subculture of disney pin trading i was like oh, oh. so but, i just like disney y'all can have like okay it's a whole journey that is, yeah you gotta be right with the lord before you go out pinterest <laughs> <laughs> when, when i first started at disney they have what's called um it's called part of the training is called um guest interaction training they uh-huh. put put like pin training lanyards on you and it like it's to teach you like how to bring yourself to a child's you know you're supposed to be eye to eye with a child so you get on your knees like Mm -hmm. talk to a child or you know things like that they gave us pin training lanyards and they walked us by the pin training table we were swarmed it was like night of the living dead they were like (laughs) pawing us trying to like (laughs) i i say that with respect like i am not trying to think i'm not better than anyone i wish i had time money and dedication to be as like involved in that like, my goal is to be invited to the Disney, like, secret club. I want to see the underground part of Disney. Like, anyone who is, like, further down the Disney path than me, like, please know at the top of this that I am, like, in awe of you and jealous. I'm very jealous. So, so um, we're going to circle back to the underground. Yes. That you just mentioned. We're going to circle back to that. Um, we were talking about the parking lot. Yes. Um, so, what's now known as Disney California Adventure used to be the old parking lot. March 7, 1987, a 15-year-old boy was fatally shot in the parking lot. The incident began as an early morning confrontation between rival gang members. So back in the day, Disneyland was kind of, like, it was rough. Like, you, like there would be gang members in the parking lot. Girl, I Girl. went, the last <laughs> time I was in Disney was 1995, all right? That, in Disneyland. Yeah. And I remember seeing the those bros, those cholos there. Oh, yeah. Cholos, yeah. They're chucks, they're dickies, and they're like, like they, the white they shirts, had yeah. just come. They had just come from getting Selena's Big Bertha off the highway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the one, the one I really want to touch on is September eight fourteenth, nineteen eighty five. A seven year old girl from Torrance, California, was crushed to death beneath a tour bus that was coming to Disneyland. She was crushed oh, to death. Oh my god. Yeah, seven year old little girl. Oh, no. Now, how I touched on that California Adventure is now built over what used to be the parking lot, right? Right. Of my friends, the cast members that I spoke to about what hauntings they've experienced, the ones who've worked at California Adventure, what do you think they've been saying? Oh, a little girl, for sure. A little girl running around laughing, running around the best time. She's been spotted at what's formerly the Bugs Life Theater. Oh, I loved that ride. Been sighted Aww. at at uh, now Mission Breakout, formerly Tower of Terror. She's been sighted. She loves the Little Mermaid ride, apparently. Oh, of course. Who? I of mean, course. come on. She's a girl. <laughs> I so, mean, 
So live your afterlife. All throughout, all throughout California Adventure, and I think it's that little girl. I think it's that particular little girl who's going around California Adventure and just, you know, going on the rides, having fun. Imagine being a little girl and you just got hit by a bus and in Disney, and it's like, little girl, come and enter the light. No, stay at Disney. Um, I'm gonna stay at Disney. I think that parapsychologists believe um, kind of creates situations that draw spirits in is yeah. cyclic, cycle, cyclical things. So every single ride and attraction at Disneyland is on a cycle. There's a loading cycle. There's an unloading cycle. The ride itself is a cycle. When we when we move the vehicles, we call that cycling the vehicles. So I feel that that draws spirits in as well. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Especially like so, the amount of energy that is there, like electrical energy. Oh, too. electrical energy, happiness, sadness, ghetto fights in Toontown, all of that. <laughs> it's a mix. It's a mix. It's, it's a, a lot. It's a, it's a diverse and so, area. So, I, so, like, every single story that people have told me about their experiences with spirits at Disneyland is that the spirits are very, like, they're active. <laughs> they're, like, you will see a full apparition. You will get felt. Oh you will you will smell things. Wow. So let's go back to Main Street, USA. We've gone okay. through the parking lot. We've gone through both parking lots, the suicide, yes. Mickey and friends, and oh, we're entering Disneyland. We're going underneath the Main Street train station. Now, Disneyland was mainly founded because Walt Disney wanted a place that that he could share with his daughters. Mm-hmm. He went to Griffith Aww. Park at the old carousel there, and the bench that he had dreamt up Disneyland is actually in the park right now in the um, Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln attraction. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's right there. Um, but Disney, Walt Disney, loved trains. Mm. He loved, he had a he had a miniature railroad in his backyard called the Carrollwood Pacific, and his favorite attraction, one, well, you could say that all of the attractions were his favorite attraction, but really, right. the baby, his baby attraction was the Disneyland Railroad. Mm-hmm. So, that was one of the attractions I worked. I oh, worked wow. um, Adventureland, Frontierland, I, I didn't work any of the Frontierland attractions, but it was Adventureland, Frontierland, and Main Street. Mm-hmm. So, my baby attraction was the Jungle Cruise. That was my, that was that was my heart and soul. That's where I worked. That's like, Aww. that's where that's where I met so many celebrities. I had John Lasseter on my boat. Oh my I had, I unloaded, oh I unloaded, um, I unloaded Christina. Uh, no, I loaded Christina Aguilera and her family on a boat, and and she like turned away and I like because we're supposed to grab the forearm and the the elbow of, of gas when we're loading the boat. She turned away, and I grabbed something that was neither forearm or elbow, and I was <gasps> so mortified. I was like. <gasps> Oh no! <laughs> it was an accident. That it was, was an accident. accident. I swear, it wasn't getting dirty. It was the ghost. Was the ghost. I'll go. I'll go back I, um, to the bottle. Selma, I'm Selma the genie. I'll go back to the I bottle. I unloaded Selma Hayek and her family from a boat, and her like 187 year old grandma was there. It was the sweetest thing ever. Oh my god! Aww. I love Jungle Cruise. Was my home. That was the attraction that my heart and soul lived at. Aww. But you, I, you get like a say of which like, like each shift where you get to work or not really no you don't you know it's it's based on it's based on staffing needs um yeah. you can talk to the managers you can you have preferences so my preference was usually John cruise um i also worked the indiana jones adventure oh, yeah. and worked the steam trains the story i'm about to tell you takes place on the steam train um, so who do you think is the number one ghost at disneyland I mean, Walt Disney would have to be the number one, right? Exactly. So 
a lot of people when they have experiences who with what they claim to be Walt's ghost, uh-huh. they smell cigarettes. <gasps> they smell Lucky Strike cigarettes. No way. There's no, I mean, there's no smoking sections in the park at all right now. But back in the day when there was still smoking sections, it That's was places true. that it was places like you couldn't possibly be smoking there. Like the engineers of the steam trains would smell smoke. They would oh smell cigarette smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, so and Lucky Strikes have a specific they scent. They're so scent. strong in that, tobacco. That was Uncle Walt's favorite cigarette. Was Lucky yeah, Strike. makes sense. Yeah. So um, I would work the steam trains, and when you when you work the steam trains back in the day, back in like 2009, 2010, you were able to go in the Lily Bell, which is the VIP train car, by yourself, mm-hmm. or you could take your friends. But in this particular story, I was riding the Lily Bell by myself. And it's it's this, it's, it's you mentioned bougie at the beginning. This mm-hmm. is the bougie <laughs> train car. It has, there is a kimono in there that was given to Walt Disney by the Emperor of Japan. There's actual items that Walt Disney touched and felt and like his actual items in there. So we're supposed to like, like when you're in there, it's like, this is, this is a very special place. Mm. Yeah, like he's everywhere, literally everywhere. I was in there by myself. Oh, girl. I was waiting. I was waiting. It was um, one of my favorite leads. So lead is like a lead is like your your um, supervisor. Uh huh. It was one of my favorite for last day working. So on the Jungle Cruise, they have like a tradition that your last Jungle Cruise boat is like, like you know, it's it's your last boat. So back in the day, back in the wilds of the '80s and '90s, mm-hmm. back when you know you get shot in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> back in the horse and buggy days. Back, back <laughs> Go in the day, on. Jungle Cruise skippers would do like wild pranks. Like they would like they stole the magic lantern from the Aladdin show next door. They <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's like the, uh, ages ago. It's there's video of it too. They no. had a show in Aladdin's Oasis, and this Jungle Cruise skipper dressed up like Indiana Jones comes to the tiger's mouth grabs the lantern says this belongs in a museum and runs away so <laughs> so moving on from that um how extra so yeah. we waiting, i was waiting for like my friends la- my my leads last last boat so it was mm-hmm. going to be like something super magical so i'm there i'm just kind of like writing the lily bell over and over again by myself reading a book mm-hmm. and um if you've ever been on the Disneyland Railroad, there is a diorama at the end. Like you go from Tomorrowland to Main Street. There's a diorama of the Grand Canyon, and then there's like a transitional tunnel, and then it goes to that the like animatronic dinosaurs from the World's Fair 1964. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the end of the Grand Canyon diorama, and right before the transition tunnel, I felt like chills, like like I felt like eyes were on me. Oh my god. What? I yeah, I felt like eyes were on me. We get into the we get into the dinosaur diorama. There's a couch across from where I was sitting, like a Victorian era couch. And I look up and I see clear as day. No. The shadow of a man reading a newspaper. He he folds the newspaper and kind of looks at me like, "What are you doing?" Oh my god. I I was so scared. Like and it couldn't have been me cuz one he was reading a newspaper. Two, he was in like a different pose in a different section from where I was. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I, I closed my eyes. I'm like, I, I wasn't gonna open them till I knew I was back on Main Street, and it was like day, daylight. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I noped out so fast. 
So, oh my god. And then you're just trapped on the train. Oh, oh yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't what go did, anywhere. What I had, did I this was like, figure look like? Did, I mean, like, describe yeah. us, uh, well, him was, to us. It was, he was, it was like the shadowy outline of a man who was a little bit taller than me. You know, a little thinner than me, because I'm kind of pudge. So <laughs> Got a lot to love, girl. Yes. <laughs> so I, um... I I personally think that was Walt. Oh my god. Wow. I That's personally so think crazy. it was Walt and and my friend asked me like, "Well, did you feel threatened by him? Did you, you know?" Mm. And I personally felt that it was more like he was kind of like, "Young man, you know you're not supposed to be here by yourself. You should share this with the guests. This isn't for you by yourself." <laughs> I felt like I was being reprimanded by the ghost of Walt Disney. Oh my god, that's the dream. Get reprimanded by Walt Disney? Yes. Reprimand me some more, Repr- sir. Yeah. Oh my god, I will. No, the dream is to get slapped by Joan, Joan, Joan Crawford's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my experience there. Had when people Walt- seen him there? Oh, Had- yeah. Not in, oh. not in the Lilyville, but on the steam trains. Um, there have been cases where the, st- the train has to stop for an out of bounds. Like, that means someone that's on the train tracks. Mm-hmm. And the, the conductors would, you know, take flashlights and they'd go ahead and... No one was there. Whoa. When Walt Disney was alive, his apartment above the Main Street Firehouse, Uh there would be a lantern in the window. And whenever he was in the park, they would turn the lantern on. And this story, um, recently, like about, I want to say like in the 90s, they kept kept it on permanent, like as, you know, showing that Walt Mm -hmm. was still there. Mm. Right. This story, 19, it was like the 80s. Oh, my God. Uh, Studio cast member was up there kind of cleaning up, and she turned off the lamp. And when she turned around, when she turned around to, like, you know, get her cleaning supplies, she saw the lamp was back on. And so she grabs her cleaning supplies, and then she hears a voice whisper in her ear, I'm still here. Oh, my God. (laughs) No. So, so, you know, with, with the shutdown and everything... I mm-hmm. I have had cast members point out to me that yes the lamp the lantern's still on they haven't turned that off he's still wow. there it's like a park yeah. wide ghost light yeah yeah like a park wide ghost light so he is so, definitely there he's he's oh, still he, working in the afterlife I mean it was his it was his baby like that was his dream yeah so I I personally think that Walt's he's gonna stay there for a while he's not going anywhere yeah. Um, let's move on. Do you guys want to go to Adventureland, where I'm from? Or do you want to go into Tomorrowland, where there's been a lot of crazy shiz happening? Ooh. Let's go to Tomorrowland. Oh. I definitely love... I've heard so much, but I want to I want to get confirmation from you, Mitchell, about a lot first, of those things. First off, first off, Tomorrowland is where I had my favorite celebrity sighting. Well, I was in the park. I was just, you know, hanging out with friends. And we were on Space Mountain. And we saw, whenever you see one of the tour guides who wear plaid, that means that there's a celebrity nearby. I have been on one of, I've actually been on two of those as like a guest of someone. Yeah. It is, it it ruins Disney for you in a way. Oh yeah, you get spoiled. You're totally spoiled. unreal how amazing being on one of those tours is. I've been lucky to go to (laughs) both times. I'm like, I personally am famous. This is for me. Yes. You're nothing. Like, oh, right, 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 right. So, so we see we see a plaid, but we don't see a celebrity. We get off Space Mountain, Cher. Oh my God. Just Cher walking. Like we couldn't see her plaid, but it was just Cher walking by. 
I would just share. <laughs> oh. The, the, but the funny thing is, when Cher's in the park, she kind of ditches her plaid because the guest just thinks she's a drag queen. She is one of the so, most <laughs> successful men in the music industry. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I am a rich man. This is one that I'm pretty sure you will know as a probably one of the urban legends. Okay. I have not been able to trace this particular haunting to any known experiences that have happened. Mm-hmm. But have you heard of Mr. One Way? No. I have heard of Mr. One Way. I have like his friend, I, I heard about Debbie. That one, no, but Mr. One Way, yes. Space Mountain. If you're riding uh-huh. by yourself, if you're riding single rider, um, they say, the legend goes, so it is written, that a man with like red hair and kind of a rusty face will sit next to you. And by the time you get back to Space Mountain, you get back to the, the station, he's gone. No one was there. Oh, my God. So he's known as Mr. One-Way. Um, but like I said, I have never been able to trace that to an actual, um, mm. actual like, death or anything that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we, we talk about it so often. Sometimes there's instances where legend becomes so ingrained in people's memory that the collective right. belief or energy manifests something that may or may not have ever existed in that sense but that the legend has now become so believed in that it has like its own life exactly that's that's um in i believe buddhism it's called a tulpa Mm -hmm. where you believe in something that you create you create like what was the movie it was the haunt not the haunting but like there was one with like draco malfoy where they created a ghost basically oh what's the name of that movie I know which one you're talking about because I've seen it on uh, like movies to recommend trailers on Netflix yeah, or Amazon. But I know which one you're talking about. But it, there was an episode on Supernatural that yes, tackled yes. that subject. Oh. oh, I'm trying to remember which season. I, I could be wrong. It could be season six or seven. But they did an episode of that on Supernatural. So there has been um, only one actual death related to Space Mountain. In August 14th, 1979, a 31-year-old woman became sick while she was riding it, and she was unable to exit, so they just sent it again. They just sent the vehicle again. They were supposed to remove the vehicle from the track because roller coasters at Disneyland especially, um, they have to keep it moving continuously. Otherwise, if it backs up to the station, it'll break down. So they sent it it again, and um, they didn't realize that they were supposed to move her vehicle off the track. And they just mm-hmm. sent it again, and that caused. Um, she re- she came back to the station. And she was like barely conscious. Like. Oh my god. Uh, she went into a coma and died a week later. So she didn't <gasps> die at Disneyland, but she died in relation to being at Disneyland. Look, I've um, ridden the now the Incredicoaster, but at the time it was. Well, I've ridden it once as the old brand and once as the new brand. Riding them back to back, you kind of think like, oh, Disney rides are like pushover rides. When you ride them back to back, it's kind of no joke. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It is. So so there is another ghost. I, I may be mixing this up because I did have uh, Disney World cast members giving mm-hmm. me stories as well. Oh. There is another ghost who allegedly haunts the haunted, not the haunted mansion. We're going to get to that one later. <laughs> that <laughs> is the creme de la creme of all yeah. stories right there. There is a ghost alleged who allegedly haunts Space Mountain known as Disco Debbie. 
And she, much like Mr. One Way, will ride Space Mountain with single riders, but she glows green. She glows in the dark and glows green. I haven't heard this story, so I'm excited to hear about this. So I think that it's possible that Disco Debbie was that 31-year-old woman who passed in relation to Space Mountain. Or she's just some, like, crazy lady who likes Space Mountain so much in life that now she's just going to haunt it. Yeah. That's possible. I mean, who wouldn't? (laughs) (laughs) There was um, the People Mover. You already mentioned this in the Instagram story. There was a... In 1967, this is, like, a month. A month or two after the attraction opened. Um, For our listeners who are probably only used to Disneyland nowadays, they probably Mm -hmm. don't... Like, what's the People Mover? But... Those tracks that are above um, Tomorrowland, they used to have like a continuously moving system that would show all the different attractions. Um, there have been two deaths related to the People Mover. Oh my god. Um, in 1967, a, a 16 year old boy, he was jumping between two People Mover cars and he fell and was crushed by the second car coming in. His body was actually dragged oh. 100 feet by the cars before they could like stop it. Oh yeah. Um, so back in the day when you were riding the People Mover, uh, uh, the the legend goes that that boy was riding with his girlfriend and she had blonde hair. And when he was trying to get back into the car, he was grabbing for her hair <gasps> to like, get, get into back into the People Mover car. So women with blonde hair who would ride the People Mover would feel um, like hands grabbing their hair. Oh, and like, God. No, no. I'm so glad I went back to my fantasy color. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's my shape line. Uh-huh. Mm, I did not know about that. Oh, no. Um, oh, that's gotta 19- be creepy. 1980, an 18-year-old guest um, was crushed and killed by the people mover. Again, jumping between two cars, so sit- stay seated. They have safety procedures for a reason. Like, most of these deaths that I'm gonna mention are because people were, like, just, you know, messing dumb. around. They're yeah. dumb, yeah. yeah. So um, I don't think that's the one that haunts it. I think it's the 1967 incident that haunts the, the People Mover tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the attractions that the People Mover goes through is uh, it's now the Star Wars launch bay. Ooh. But back in the day, it was uh, the Carousel of Progress. And then later it became America Sings. Oh, and and um, Oh, I know which one you're going to tell. Exactly <laughs> which one I'm about to tell. This oh, one, this, one, this one breaks my heart. This one, this one was the first heart. story that um, I heard in relation to Disney hauntings, but it's so sad. Yeah. Very sad. Um, July 8th, 1974. She was 18 years old. Her name was Deborah Galestone. She was fresh from high school. She had just graduated Santa Ana High School. This was her summer job. Mm-hmm. She was working America Sings. And that building is a circular building that con- it, it moves. It continuously moves. So the way the old attraction would work was you would sit in a theater and the theater would go from scene to scene. So the building was moving around the scenes mm-hmm. and she had a safety position. It, it was, it was a safety spot so that she wouldn't get caught oh in God. a wrong position. The investigation that happened after her death, they don't know if it was due to, you know, poor training or if she misstepped, but what happened was she was outside of her safety box and she got crushed between the wall of the theater and the wall of the next set just oh my crushed. God. she was 18 years old she was a cast member like my heart breaks for this story because i like i know so many like 18 year old girls their yeah. first job out of high school going to disneyland right. and i can just i can just imagine her not going home from her shift that day and 
You know, her cast member friend is just, you know... So, I feel that in this case, her death was so tragic that she's still there, and she's, like, trying to clock into her shift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's like, what is this scary thing? What is this Chewbacca thing doing here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder, like, for all the spirits there that passed many, many decades ago, and if they're, like, confused or uh, in, in awe of the changes of the park. I'll get to another story. Uh-huh. Uh, another story in a bit. Um, this, char- this character, this ghost, she haunts the building. I have friends who worked when it was still America Sings. Mm-hmm. Because I have friends who worked at Disneyland back in, like, Walt's days. I know people <laughs> who do, like, new uh-huh. Um, But this, this guy who worked there, he said that opening that was terrifying. Because she would, like, you turn on the lights, she'd shut them off immediately. Oh. <laughs> no. He, he the sound system, she'd turn it off. So she liked to play pranks, but... Yeah, um, little poltergeisty. Yeah. yeah. 18-year-old girl, you know, of course. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> She's a little bored, so... Probably flirting. She's like, hey, you're cute. We're doing after yeah. shit. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yes, I found her picture. We're going to post it on our Instagram, guys. She but so She's so gorgeous, she poor baby. so pretty. Like, yes. And like, I just, like, I'm going to cry if I think more about it because, like, okay. like I said, I, like, I know girls like that. And, like... Yeah, it's of course. Just, it's, just, it's so tragic. And, like, the urban legend that, oh, no one died at Disneyland. They take the, you know, they wait till their bodies, you know, leave the, the park before they pronounce the dead. That's a lie because so many, like, not so many, like, comparative, comparative, you're, like, Disneyland's one of the safest amusement parks in the world. Yeah. Safest theme parks. Mm-hmm. But it's been around 60 plus years. There's going to be, you know, unfortunate incidences. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the monorail. <laughs> it's so funny that so many of the like deaths and maimings that have happened at Disneyland have happened in Tomorrowland and yeah. during a grad night. The 1967 thing I think happened during a grad night. Wow. I think the 1980 was at the grad night and this story about the 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 monorail happened on a grad night as well. Uh. So um let me just get back to my notes. This this young man was Basically, he was climbing the fence. He was trying to sneak into Disneyland during a grad night because he wanted to party with his friends. And a security guard was trying to warn him, like, hey, get down, get down, get down from there because a monorail was coming. And the kid thought, the kid thought that he said, you know, duck down. Oh, my God. So he ducked down and (laughs) he was crushed. And no. And his guts and and his like you said his arms like he was very mangled by because that's a that's like being hit by a semi that's like right oh my god oh um the security guard who witnessed it after he was interviewed afterwards said that they had to spray him off the monorail oh that's how they had to get the the body out that's the thing um, that's like so sad one of the things obviously like anyone dying but it's like you're trying to sneak in, you're, like, doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing, and then right. the person that witnesses it is left with those emotional scars. Like, yeah. think of other people for, like, four seconds, and I get it. I would, I, gun to my head, I would sneak into Disney right now. But it's just, uh, it was, thinking about that security guard having to, like, cope with that is so hard. It was June 8, 1966. I have his name written here, but I, I don't want to give his name because I feel like, 
I feel like that's just like tragic. Like his his death was so avoidable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't uh, have to. Yeah, you don't have to give his name. Oh no. He was dragged thirty to forty feet down the track. Uh, yeah. Like these deaths where they're like dragged are just the most like oh I don't even want to think about that. So he he surprisingly has been spotted on the monorail, but more importantly, Autopia. A lot of cast members who work Autopia will spot. Um, they have safety positions to make sure that people aren't getting out of their cars and just sure. wandering around. Oh, good. So they've spotted like late at night, like like after the park is closed and they're putting away cars. Uh-huh. They've spotted by the monorail pylons someone just walking by, and when they go to like confront oh. them and call security, he's gone. Oh uh. my gosh. <laughs> So he is the figure that they see walking around there. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been he's been seen a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. I have I have friends who've worked Autopia and they would tell me about like just being out there waiting, you know, waiting for cars to drive by, making sure people are safe. And then they feel like like I felt like, you know, eyes on them and they turn and they see someone like in the bushes. So they have to like radio to the next safety position and they go over there, no one's there. Oh, man. And you have to understand, when they radio, like, the next safety position, they also have to radio the steam trains. Right. Because that's, that's at, like, if someone's out of bound at Autopia, they, mm-hmm. they're in a position where they could get hit by the steam trains as well. So at the radio the steam trains, they have to radio, um, sometimes they have to radio the monorail as well. Right. So oh. it's, it's oh. like a kind of a domino reaction. Well, that's good. I mean, it goes to show also people like that this is how seriously they take these, you know, situations. Like if they see someone who is not supposed to be in that position or out of line, they have to notify everyone immediately. So, I mean, that's good that they take those precautions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they have eagle eyes around there for sure. So. Yeah. All right. So we are leaving Tomorrowland now. We've touched on the main haunting. There was one other incident that happened. There was a stabbing in um tomorrowland sure, back sure. in the day when you could apparently bring your knife right into yeah, disneyland right? Like, what is happening <laughs> yeah well that's why that's why nowadays they go you go through the bag check and all that jazz i right. mean what was it it was like two years ago a man had like snuck a, a rifle onto to onto tower of terror what yeah, he was like totally schizophrenic and his dad he said his dad's spirit inspired him to bring a rifle onto oh tower my of god terror. oh yeah but he was caught like that's how that's how good Disney security is. He was caught before he was even able to get into like. Well, I think he was able to get into the park, which scares the shiz out of me to think about yeah, that. Yeah, like how? But he was caught by security, like before he was able to even oh, do thank anything. God. Thank God. I know, I know. Yeah. That could have been so much worse. Mm-hmm. Um. So moving on, um, there was the stabbing that happened. That also happened, I think. What happened was a um, a man had like bumped into this this guy's girlfriend, and the guy was you know all machismo, and he just stabbed the other guy right <gasps> in the middle of Tomorrowland. What did the guy die, or was he okay? That oh was my that god! Was when I started thinking when I was talking about the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, talk oh, about bug mouth life. <laughs> I know. Uh, I watched I watched videos like like you said back in the nineties like. Teenagers would just hang out at Disneyland, right? They would just yeah. they would just be like to hang out, like at the mall. yeah. That's I watched you... videos of them like getting out of their boats on It's a Small World and just wrecking things. 
Yeah. Like the nineties were just crazy at Disneyland. But this this one took place in um the the eighties, nineteen eighty one. He was mm. fatally stabbed during a fight with a 20, 21, 28 year old man. So this is an eighteen year old man who was stabbed by a twenty eight year old man. Jeez. Um, the eighteen year old man's family sued the park for sixty million dollars. Oh my god. I'll, Jury sided with the man's family because they said that Disneyland was being ne- negligent for not summoning outside medical help, and they awarded the family six hundred thousand dollars. Damn. But that one, I don't think, um, I don't think that one's connected to any haunting. So that's why I'm like not really like, yeah, not really bringing that. One but it's still scary. It's so. so scary. It, it really right. is. Very, very so chilling to know that. We're leaving Tomorrowland, and we are heading into Fantasyland via the Matterhorn. Oh, Ooh. yes. <laughs> now, do you kids want to know why it's very important to always keep your seatbelts on? Oh, listen God. to the story. <laughs> we're going to talk about <laughs> Dolly's to the story. Dip. Mm-hmm. So we're going to say hello, Dolly, to Dolly's Dip. This woman, I this all of these stories are like in the 80s too. It's like 1981, 1987, wow. 1987. Get it together, yeah. 80s. Dang, 80s. But there was like no law back then. Was yeah. like the 80s, 80s lawless time. Span of decade. Mm-hmm. The actual first death that happened at Disneyland was in 1964. A 15-year-old boy from Long Beach uh, stood up on the matter. Or never stand up on a roller coaster. What are you, an idiot? He stood oh, up and he was. I have these long orangutan arms. There's times when I'm scared to put my hands all the way oh, up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure they're gonna cut my hand oh, yeah. off. Like, yeah. Like 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 not Disneyland, but um, Ghost Rider at Knott's Berry Farm. I'm like terrified yeah. to even like lift my arms. No. Off. Yeah. Oh, Space Mountain for me is always the one where like I'm gonna get my hands are gonna get decapitated. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. If you I ever, sit if on you my ever Space Mountain with the lights on, you will uh-huh. never oh, you will never hold your hands up. You will be like oh. You'll like. You're yeah. like scrunch no. down. Like, you know, no. Also, I am officially old. The last time I went to Disney, uh, was like a couple. It was like in March, right before everything happened. <laughs> before time, uh, and before time. I am officially too old to ride the Matterhorn because it <laughs> wrecks you. Like as a little kid, you're like, this ride is amazing, and as an adult, it jostles so much. I was yes. crawling out like my back. Oh my god, my back. I'm like okay, yeah. I'm officially yeah. old. I'm not cool. <laughs> So, so this this fifteen year old boy, he um, it they say that his restraints was undone by his ride companion. So like, you remember how he used to be able to ride it like cuddle style? Mm, I yeah. bet whoever like wrote it was like undid it and like go stand up, come on, be a man. Yeah, a Jerry uh, bro. So he was no. the first actual death at Disneyland. He was fifteen years old. Oh shit. But the story I'm about to tell you, the one that we have people describing hauntings at, was January 3rd, 1984. She was 48 years old. Um, her name was Dolly. I, I have her last name somewhere, but um, she was from Fremont. And she undid her safety belt. And she kind of got up. And I think she was supposed to, she was trying to look to see how her kids were like doing on the ride. Like, oh. hey, this is fun, huh, honey? No. Like and that... The, my, the vehicle had taken a dip and she was flung from the vehicle and the next actual ride vehicle decapitated her. Oh they they flat out say cause of death was decapitation. So um, 
The investigate the the investigation later found that the seatbelt was not buckled, and they said it was unclear if the vehicle the victim definitely deliberately un, unfastened her seatbelt or if the seatbelt had malfunctioned. Oh Nowadays, the, the ride won't even go in until the sensors can tell that the seatbelts are buckled. And also, not only that, um, once you're buckled in, you're buckled in. You can't unbuckle them. Yeah. Good. Like, Good. Yeah. So. So cast members who work the Matterhorn around that area, they'll describe just like this feeling of dread, like just feeling like like gross. You just feel, and it's colder there. It'll be like 110 degrees outside during the summer, but once you get to that section, it's ice cold. Um, they had described um, like oh, yeah. kind of like you know when you like see out of the corner of your eyes and you think you see someone standing there. Yeah. So this lot there and it's like no one could possibly be there because when you do a track walk at disneyland mm. there's safety procedures by dosh and osha mm -hmm. where um it's called lockout tag out um i'm bringing this up because i'm going to bring this up again when i tell my indiana jones adventure story but um you basically the the ride stop the basically the button that make ride go is mm. <laughs> it's <laughs> locked and you're locked with a lock that you have the key to so if you're if you don't come back, your key can't unlock it. So you're tagged out with your cast member ID, so they know. Oh hey, Jessica is on the track right now. Oh hey, blah 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 is on the track. Mm -hmm. So when the like they have you have to do track walks for um, safe procedure runnings for roller coasters especially, and they they while they're doing this track walk, there'll be you know one or two cast members. And they'll see just out of the corner eye a woman there who shouldn't be there. <gasps> oh my god. Ew. Yeah. That's Dolly. Yeah. And she's yeah. obviously intact. Like, she looks... Um, yeah, she's... If you're asking if she's a headless ghost, no. Like, okay. no one's described her being headless. Oh god, thank god. <laughs> uh, and uh, before your callers, before your commenters comment, yes, there is a half-size basketball court on in the top of the monorail not monorail sorry the matterhorn um the urban legend about that is that for for it to be that particular height it had to have been i want to say like a gymnasium like mm -hmm. the zoning so walt disney to get it the particular height that he wanted it to be he put in the half the half basketball court that is false. <laughs> that is an urban legend it's really there um partially it was like uh, kind of like a break room area for the mountain oh. club. So it, now it's just graffitied all up and down by cast yeah. members. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, but it, it yeah, it used to be just a little break room area for the, the mountain climbers who used to climb the Matterhorn to like kind of burn off some steam. Mm -hmm. Not that climbing a mountain dress like Goofy is going to not burn off any steam. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so we just left the Matterhorn. And we're right going back to kind of the Main Street area. Mm. We're right by the Baby Care Center. There have been sightings of a woman in white on Main Street wearing clothing that it's not a cast member costume. It's a, like a, they describe it as like a 1900s dress. Whoa. Oh, wow. And, um, and lost children, she'll help lost children get to the Baby Care Center. So my my theory on that ghost is before it was even Disneyland, 
it was all farmland by the Dominguez family. It was a, an orange grove. So I think that she may have been like a, a matriarch of the family or like, you know, a great grandma who had like passed on the family ranch before mm-hmm. it even came to this land. And now she's just there kind of like, you know, taking care of babies because that's what she did in life. Damn, can you imagine like what she's experiencing versus like what she came from? Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, eh, well, this is my existence now. Come here, kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go find the baby center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe that's called purgatory, but okay. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if she could stop on the way to get a dull whip, so. Or yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, ride a corn dog wagon. Get a corn dog lady. Get a corn dog on the way there. You don't have to worry about calories in the afterlife. So. Surprisingly, I don't have that many ghost stories about Fantasyland besides mm-hmm. Dolly's Dip. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's because I don't know that many Fantasyland cast members. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Bryce, you did mention uh, the underground. Oh God, yes. Fantasyland does not actually have utilidors. That's a Florida thing. Utilidors. Um, when Walt Disney had built Disneyland. There were so many things that he hadn't really considered totally. that, that when they were building Disney World, he wanted to fix. So, for example, at Disneyland, he was on Main Street and he saw, you know, someone wearing a futuristic costume from Tomorrowland crossing Main Street. And he didn't like that because it's like, what are you doing here? This is 1910. You're like yeah. 1986. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so when they built Disney World they built the entire park on a second layer. And the first layer is this giant subterranean complex where um, where pi- pipes um, bring trash places, deliveries. So, like, y- if you're not in your correct land, you'll use the utilidors to get to your correct land. Mm-hmm. However, Disneyland does have some underground areas. One of them is um, in Tomorrowland. It's underneath the Tomorrowland Terrace. That's where they used to get the bands. You know, that that, that bandstand that comes up and down? Yeah. Um, I have friends who work there say that's not exactly haunted, but it's one of the creepiest places because it looks like Freddy Krueger's boiler room, they say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's creepy. That's creepy. In Fantasyland, one of those underground tunnels is... um, Underneath the Pinocchio Village House, it's now known as, like, the Beating the Beast restaurant, the Red Rose Tavern. Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of where some of their manager's offices are. And they describe it being just creepy down there. Like, you just... A lot of the people who have experiences at Disney describe being looked at, like, being watched. Mm-hmm. And, like, seeing, like, shadow people out of the corner of their eyes. Interesting. So that's one of the spots that they say that they feel, like, really, like, watched. And that someone's there, but they can't find whoever is there. Wow. It's this this underground area in in Fantasyland, underneath basically where the, the Pinocchio ride is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Should we continue into Toontown, or should we go into Frontierland? Ooh, which one is closer? Technic- Toontown, we go up past It's a Small World. Ooh, let's go into Toontown. Okay. So, so I love that it's a small world ride, <laughs> Mr. <yeah>. Toad, right? <laughs> Mr. Mr. Toad, the only ride at Disneyland where you go straight to hell. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. 
So I have I have friends who um, who have rode it have not have rode I'm sorry who have worked it's a small world, and they say that it's creepy but not in a haunted kind of way. It's more creepy that the dolls continuously move throughout the night without sound on. Can you just imagine that? Just like Ugh. all the little oh, singing dolls. Hell about no. it. Just the little mouths opening and closing. Hell no. They move? Yeah, they move yeah. still. Yeah. Oh god, that's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like no one has come to me with ghost stories about its small I'm certain just because no one has told me any ghost stories about its small world doesn't mean that sure. there aren't any ghost stories about its small world. Um but going on into Toontown, um, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. There was a very tragic death, that, and it was a little kid. It was like, mm. it was, and it was recently, um, 2000. Oh, wow. A four-year-old boy fell out of the ride vehicle, and he was also dragged underneath the, the car. Oh, my God. Caused uh, serious internal injuries, cardiac arrest, and brain damage. Oh. <gasps> So he didn't die on the scene, but they rushed him to the hospital where he did succumb to his injuries then. Yes. Oh, um, poor baby. This, but this is good because it caused Disneyland to completely change their emergency policies. Wow. And good. Like it, cause that caused the it, this instructed ride to operators to call 911. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember that ride. I really remember it back in the... In, 95 it, it it like moves so rapidly and then there's a section where you do he an entire 180 the little boy didn't die directly related to that he suffered from like his brain injuries for the rest of his life and he died only nine years later he <gasps> died young he died young he didn't die because of that but he did die young oh poor baby um, yeah but part of that is the 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 ride vehicles it the centrifugal force the force <laughs> of it yeah, the little, it was they were loaded wrong. the The father should have been towards oh. the door, and the boy should have been on the inside. But it was reversed, so the little boy, like when it whipped around, he fell out. <gasps> oh yeah. no! Yeah. So, so that um, I personally the the hauntings that have taken place in that I've been reported in uh, Toontown all take place in the character department. So we're talking like where Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy get ready. Yeah. Uh, the friends, wink, 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 <laughs> of Donald, Mickey, Goofy, Pluto, and them, uh, will describe um, while they're getting ready to meet their friends. They'll describe things being tossed at them in their costuming room, like shoes Ooh. or bows or hairbrushes being tossed to them. Oh my God! Uh, one of my friends who is in costuming described. A quarter being flicked at her, like just flicked at her head. Oh hell no! Hell yeah. no! no just a quarter just flicked at her head. Um, she described. I've had people describe the actual room where you meet Mickey at Mickey's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character attendant was there with Mickey, and they were about to load the next family in, and they turned around and there was someone in there already. So they're like, oh. So when they like turn back around to talk to them, like, oh, it'll be just a moment. Mickey's just finished up with a the guest. They turn back around. That family is gone. Oh my god, the whole family? Yeah, it was like, no. it was like I think it was like a father and daughter kind of thing. What? But like like yeah, they turn. Like, oh, I didn't realize I had guests in here. Alright. And then they like, okay, bye guys. Like and it was like even a split second and boop, they're gone. 
What? Yeah. <laughs> now we got families. We got families. We got families. Ghost families. Um, <laughs> ghost families. So leaving leaving um leaving Toontown, I mean, if we must, we can talk about the 2019 ghetto fight in Toontown. Oh, my oh God. God, yeah. It's like my favorite thing. I love when the grandma like does her fake fall. Oh, when the grandma's no. like pushed and she does like her like like melodramatic fall. Like, yeah, oh, the the oh. telenovela tele fall. It's oh like, my god, it's the best thing ever. They roll it? all over the ground. You're like, <laughs> okay. Um, so moving from Toontown, we're gonna go into um, Frontierland. Oh, we're gonna go into Frontierland. Um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Like that's one of the the main cases that people like bring up like a death at Disneyland is they talk about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the oh. the accident that happened in two thousand and three. Um the urban legend in that is that the victim was beheaded. He was not. What actually happened was much more tragic. My what is much that. more tragic than a beheading? Is <laughs> my question. Oh your oh. your chest being caved in. Oh bye. Good night. <laughs> Good so night. September 2003. Uh, this story, uh, I know people who worked there that day. I know people who walked the track after no. the accident. Oh my I, god. Yeah, it's ah, uh, <laughs> all the things I'm saying today. I'm like, I'm never gonna be hired by Disney again. So let's go, girl. <laughs> I'm the like, way they, like, the way they're like, taking care of their folks who wants to go back to work. <laughs> you know. I'm like. I'm like, like I'm, I'm certain they're gonna, they're gonna um, remove my Disney Plus subscription. No, no. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is gonna come over and take out all anything my Disney. That, I'll do anything. Mm -hmm. So it was a 22 year old man, and it was a derailment of one of the coaster cars. It also injured 10 other riders, and it was the investigation afterwards described it to be a situation of improper maintenance. What happened was the first passenger car collided with the underside of the locomotive, the, the the first car there, and it caused it to derail. I don't really want to talk more about the death that happened so much as his ghost is still there. Mm. Okay. Um, wow. His The section where it derailed, um, cast members doing track walks would describe seeing a man there. Again, there shouldn't be a man there. Surprisingly, I've like a lot of cast members have told me stories of a ghost train they'll, yeah they'll hear and feel what sounds like one of the ride vehicles moving throughout the attraction not not the show going off but just the sounds of like a train and the feeling like the ground rumble like it's coming interesting and so they're running to like a safety position right mm -hmm. and they call back to to the um to the tower the tower is like the the main ride console and they're still locked out tag up. There's no way that a vehicle could be moving uh, on that track uh, uh, with anyone there. If I still worked at Disney, I'd be so fired by what I just said. <laughs> oh, my God. So we have the ghost of this 22-year-old guy. I mean, when people see him, they just see, like, oh, it's just a man in contemporary clothing just, yeah. like, kind of walking around. And he doesn't clothing. interact. The thing, is, the thing is, when you're working, when you're doing a track walk, you know, you know who you're doing a track walk with. You know the people right. you're working the attraction with. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. what, they're all wearing the same costume that you're wearing, right? Uh -huh. You see someone on the track that should not be there. You're, Whoa. you're like going into like emergency mode. You're of like, course. oh, someone's there that should not be there. Well, and especially with the train, like feeling the train coming, Feel like, like not being 
trust. Like, that's the life or death situation as evidenced by the woman who got squished. Like, okay, and then you can't trust that. Like, oh, my God, that's so stressful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like, oof. Like, again, again, like, with with the situation with the America Sings death, Mm. I feel like this story also affects me so much because I knew people who worked there that day, who were wow. there when the accident happened, who like had to like be interviewed about the accident. It's fun to tell the ghost stories, but like the like human stories behind them yeah. are so tragic that it's like, ooh, it just it just makes me so sad sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um Moving from Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, um, the Rivers of America. Oh, boy. First of all, the water there is about, I want to say about maybe three feet deep. It's not as deep as you think it is. Um, but there's been like three drownings there. There have been like... <laughs> well, you can drown in a puddle. You can drown in a... Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can drown in a glass of water if you don't drink yeah. it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but again, this is like, and it's another, these are another deaths that could be completely um, avoided mm. because it was a brother, and, like an older brother and a younger brother who wanted to spend the night on Tom Sawyer's Island. The, the security procedures with Tom Sawyer's Island is they have to, they have to sweep the island after, mm. um, mm-hmm. after closing to make sure no one's there. Right. And so hid in, I think they hid in the restroom. Like, literally, like, standing on the toilet kind of thing. Oh, hell <laughs> like, no. They hit the restroom. And the older brother, like, after, like, after, like, everyone's gone, they're like, well, how do we get back? Oh, my God. So the older brother tried to swim with the younger brother on his shoulders, and he drowned. Oh, my God. Which one, the older or the younger? The older brother drowned. The younger oh. brother got back to the land, but the older brother drowned. He was, okay, this is 1973, and he was 18 years old, and the younger brother was 10 years old. Um, the younger brother did not know how to swim, so the older brother was trying to carry him back. Right. Oh, the younger brother was able to stay afloat by dog paddling until a rod, a ride operator rescued him. Oh my god. Oh no. So, so he, that's that happened. That's one of the deaths. And in 1983, an 18-year-old man did the same thing. Tried to hide on Tom Sawyer's Island. Oh shit. And he found. Um, Oh, oh, this was also during a grad night, and he was drunk. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So he was trying to pilot a rubber emergency boat from Tom Sawyer's Island. Oh, my God. Crashed it and drowned. Um, And the the victim's mother sued Disneyland for allowing her inebriated son onto the premises. Like, okay. So frustrating. Both of those drowning incidences happened there. There was also a very, very tragic, um, the sailing ship Columbia, the one that everyone says, oh, look at the pirate ship, but it's not a pirate ship. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was December 24th, this Christmas Eve, and they were understaffed. So a manager had like stepped in. The manager is supposed to be trained on all the attractions, uh, the attraction managers. Mm -hmm. So he stepped in to kind of help out with it. And he fastened a cleat wrong on the sailing ship Columbia. And the sailing ship Columbia, part of their docking, it's fastened to a cleat, and then yeah. they do the throttle, basically full throttle, so it's like taut, so it doesn't, it can't. Oh, move. oh, sure. So the cleat got loose, and hit a man in the chest. <gasps> um, do you remember those the like ghost radar app back in the day? Yeah. yeah. One night, 
<laughs> we had the Ghost Radar app, one of my friends, and we were walking by the Columbia, and it said Columbia. It said Cleat. <laughs> oh, no. It said, it said Cat Breed. It oh, said Chest. Oh, oh. It said things, it said, it said other words like balloon and things like that, but it said things that, like, only Applied would, like, it only apply to that position. We were so, because we knew that, you know, being a bunch of, you know, geeky cast members who like ghosts, we know all the ghost stories. Right. You know? But the fact that it brought up words that, like, only apply to this situation is just so chilling that, like, Ooh, I got the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. And, uh, <laughs> we we want to make our finale be the haunted match, so we're gonna push off that. We're not gonna go into New Orleans Square just yet, because there's a lot of ghost stories in New Orleans Square. Oh God, I bet. Let's go into Adventureland, mainly the Indiana Jones adventure. When I worked there, they still they still probably do it, but one of our shifts was six thirty until two o'clock in the morning, and we would be cycling vehicles late oh, that's at so night. So brutal. <laughs> I, yeah, we'd be cycling vehicles late at night, helping out with um, maintenance people. And there's also cycling shifts that's like like three o'clock in the morning to like seven o'clock in the morning too. They have like like when you work attractions, there are some shifts where you're there like all night long. Right. Don't even get me started on grad nights. Grad nights are of the devil. <laughs> I mean, obviously, as, as by how many like deaths that are related. Yeah. To grad we we had just finished cycling. Two o'clock in the morning. Uh, whenever a human body has to be on a position where a uh, vehicle is moving, mm. we have to do a lockout tagout. So oh. we had just finished cycling the vehicles. There's no vehicles on the track. We hear from the inside of the Indiana Jones Adventure attraction, inside the attraction, a scream. Oh, a no. woman's voice screaming at the top of her lung. We lock out tagout. We call security, because obviously you need security, too, in case like someone got in. Check the sensors on the doors, because there are doors that you can uh, uh, get into the attraction. Uh-huh. We check the sensors. None of the doors have been opened. Oh, my God. Oh. The track open track security. No one's there. We we leave. Like, the, like it's like, we have no idea what. Yeah. We, we, call, we, call, we call facilities, too. Facilities says, there's no woman's voice screaming sound effect in this attraction. I wonder if they have it on security camera. I don't know if security camera can pick up on the audio, but was I, that? I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, so, that, that be a possibility, but I mean, if there's no so scream, that is a part of that ride. A completely different shift, mm-hmm. different lead, different cast. I wasn't there this time. They're starting to cycle vehicles. They hear the scream. They have to lock out, tag out, walk the attraction, call security. Right. Three months later, oh another God. closing shift. Finish cycling the vehicles, starting to leave. They hear the scream. Mm. Same position, calling security, lock out, tag out, walking the attraction. Nothing was found. So the Indiana Jones adventure does have a death related to it. Um... A 23-year-old woman in the year 2000, she had visited from Spain, Mm. and after she got off the ride, she complained about a headache. And what basically happened was she had a brain hemorrhage, and she died September 1st of the same year. Oh, my God. I don't think she's the scream that we hear, but it's possible. I mean, 
it could also be well it's it was a woman's voice we heard it wasn't um it wasn't a um child's voice so it couldn't be the little girl right. mm-hmm. um so it like we had no we had no idea whose voice that was we heard we had no idea what we heard we just know yeah. and it's been and it was like six times six different shifts all during the closing shifts that mm-hmm. we heard this mysterious scream oh my oh. gosh yeah <laughs> um but at least there's validation that you know other people heard it too you know yes. it just wasn't just one person or you it was just like other people can validate that there is a story of an old man who loved he was working the um he was working the maintenance for the Indiana Jones adventure. Mm-hmm. And he loved that attraction. That was like his favorite attraction to work. It was yeah. his baby. Yeah. He passed on. And the legend goes that he came to work the next day. His oh, spirit. Okay. That happens they, a lot. <laughs> yeah. He went to the, ma- like, the guys at the maintenance bay. Yeah. Turn around and see him there. Uh... And like freak out. Freak out because, you know. Our friend who had just died the day before is here yeah. right now. They freak out and pff, disappears. <laughs> he disappears. Really, Bob, you died yesterday. I know. Yeah. So we were in we were in the tower of the Indiana Jones adventure, and I was talking with my lead about that. And the lights in the tower aren't on the flicker lights like the rest of the attraction are because you need to have you know look at paperwork and things like that. So it needs to be right. good lighting. Right. We're talking about the maintenance man's ghost. The lights oh, start God. to flicker. No. That's him. Like, That's if him. you, the lights start flickering. And we're like, okay, we're just going to change the subject now. Yeah. <laughs> um, passing through New Orleans Square, we're going to go hit up Critter Country real quick. Ooh, what, attraction, what attraction in Critter Country do you think is haunted AF? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything in regards to Critter Country. The many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> That would, yeah. My friend, I have a friend who, um, she is the Haunted Mansion's number one fangirl, but she also works Winnie the Pooh and she loves that attraction a lot. She's been, she told me stories about, um, like doing the track walk. Again, you have to lock out, tag out, even for the little mini dark rides, Mm -hmm. doing the track walk and seeing a, a child just kind of scurry off the attraction and she like turns around trying to uh, you know get its attention no one's there um i have another friend she is no longer with disney but she was a lead on the many adventures of winnie the pooh and she was training a cast member and the cast member who was working them with them not not her trainee but another cast member um had told them that he senses things that he's you know he's able to sense things and he didn't like to do the track walks because he said there's something in that attraction. So she she was like, well, I'll do the I'll do the track walk. I'll I'll do the track walk with you because I've been mm-hmm. trying this fire. Okay. So they're starting the track walk and behind them they hear footprints. No. <gasps> and so they start walking faster. They hear it keep up with them. So they're getting like they're starting they're like running. They are running through the attraction. Oh no. It's keeping up with them. It is like keeping up with their pace perfectly. They get back to the attraction. They see like kind of like smoke. There's no smoke effects in that section of the attraction. They see smoke kind of just float mm-hmm. out of the attraction. 
And the young man who said that he sensed things, he quit the next day. Like he put in his like he put in his notice. He's I'm sorry, yeah. I can't work with you anymore. I I quit. I quit. I'm sorry, guys. I quit. <laughs> but but like I guess because he described to her like I like he saw what was in there and he's like I don't like what's in there. Oh no. I wonder if it like, was bad or if it's good. I, I don't know. I like the fact that it's chasing them. Yeah, kinda gives you an idea that it's like not a pleasant. Yeah. There's been like no deaths on the Winnie the Pooh attraction or obviously not yeah so oh my god like who knows what has attracted that I mean maybe he did see a ghost and he was like I'm not dealing with this I'm wondering if in part of that because I've heard I'm sure you're gonna bring this up but I've heard that people been caught trying to dump ashes especially ashes of their children in certain rides and i guess whenever they do what is it the track walk that uh-huh. people have come across actual oh yeah pieces of bone and human remain in a puddle of ashes is that true oh, yeah the, the the kind of slang they have for that is someone dropped off grandma <laughs> uh. someone dropped off little timmy little yeah. grandma. Dropped off grandma. Hilarious. oh my god have you had have you ever witnessed anything like that or any of your friends that are co-workers there? Like, have they ever witnessed someone trying, trying to dump to drop grandma? Off yeah, dump grandma or little Timmy? Drop off grandma? Uh, no, but some of my ashes will be mixed into the Jungle Cruise water after I pass, so... I mean, <laughs> wink, yeah. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> you get a letter from Disney. Um, They're like, I'm serving Mitchell <laughs> <Rosen>. <laughs> um, um, so, um, moving on from from Critter Country, mm-hmm. there's been like in a lot of the storerooms, like the people who work the the shop the shops at Disneyland. Right. There's like the second floor like storerooms where they store like the extra um, stock and everything. Right. Boxes will be tossed. Boxes are like they'll be like put stacking things, and one of the boxes they just stack will toss back down. Um, items will go missing. Oh. Um. So I pers and mainly I believe the one above the the offices that are now above um, the Main Street Opera House is one of those spaces. The Star Trader in Tomorrowland is one of the spaces that you know there is like a flat out poltergeist there just tossing boxes. And we are now at New Orleans Square. Yes. <laughs> uh, my motherland. My motherland. Yeah. <laughs> Who dat? Damn right, baby. So we are in New Orleans Square. Pirates of the Caribbean. You mentioned this on the Instagram. Yeah. Back when they first opened the attraction. I guess prop skeletons were still kind of not that good. <laughs> so they used medical skeletons, which were oh, bodies that had been donated to science and um, that were actual human body skeletons. Oh. Yep, they came from UCLA. That's what I read. They came from UCLA, actual <laughs> human skeletons. Um, and if you think about it, the first half of that attraction is nothing but... Skeleton. Totally. Skeleton. Yeah. The amount of skeletons in that in like the beginning of the ride. Yeah. The like like you said on the Instagram, they they were eventually, you know, interred and given proper burials, except for one. And mm-hmm. which one do you think it is? 
It's the one above the bedpost, right? That's what I keep on reading. It is allegedly, allegedly, I can't, uh, I can't really verify this with 100% certainty, but uh-huh. allegedly um, it is the, the skull above the bedpost in Pirates of the Caribbean. That's oh. the only one that was left that's behind. Alleged, that is the Alle- only yeah. one that's left Allegedly. <laughs> um, the boat storage for Pirates of the Caribbean, where they put the boats in at night, is one of the most haunted locations at Disneyland. No. Cast members have their hair tugged. <gasps> have the touchies. Have yeah, they felt hands on their shoulders, like, "Hey, I'm here. Don't turn around. I'm here." Mm-hmm. Um. They've heard whispering. They've heard their names called out. They've... <laughs> it's just... It is one of the most haunted spots. Like, I have had so many cast members who work pirates. When, he, when, he, when even I worked there, just mm-hmm. tell me, like, hey, it's it's creepy there. I, like... Really? <laughs> yeah. Who do they believe it is? Like, they think it's the spirits of the skeletons that were used in the very beginning of that ride? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You know how I mentioned earlier how ghosts are drawn, like their spirits are drawn to places they were happy? Yeah. yeah. Think about how many little kids and how many adults say that that's their favorite attraction. That's true. And also water, it's been said in, you know, parapsychology that water is definitely water uh, is a magnet for, you know, phenomenon like that. For phenomenon. Um, yes. Oh my God, Bryce! For a person who really stands by the the phrase "no me toques," you're gonna yeah. have to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you well, go to Disneyland, you will be. I will talking. ride pirates no matter what, but do not touch me. Um, the the like I'll ride pirates and like I know where boat storage is. Uh huh. So just kind of peeking to the curtain, I get chills because I know that it's there. Oof, yeah. It's like it's like like you you know when like like watching the conjuring house live stream you're just kind of like looking at it like come on do something do something we're expecting the worst oh so fyi like, if you guys have like missed out on that stream you missed out on a lot of crazy things that happened i'm like i'm like peeking my i'm peeking my head like looking at the boat storage spot like okay i know you're in there yeah i know you're in there. have you ever seen anything in the corner of your eye like in that area no no i not, I, not really had any experiences on pirates but mm-hmm. i have like so many friends who have yes like, and they describe in especially in goat storage shadow people so that's a very common occurrence is shadow yeah. people oh in, in, girl. in the boat storage of pirates of the caribbean and oh even on sometimes the attraction they'll describe like they part of their training they play they do like for um so they're able to know where all the like secret entrances and exits are for like evacuation right. They mm-hmm. do kind of follow like cat and mouse. So they'll like, someone will be up in the tower and they'll call like, okay, go to the section, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. the trainee will go to that section. And then, and while they're doing that, they'll describe like, they're like at a section, they pick up the phone, the radio tower, they're there and they'll see a shadow person walk by in the corner of their eye. Oof. That is insane. Oh my gosh. I saw Mickey and shadow people. What? and i wonder too like you know i want to donate my body to science can you actually write a letter to disney like i want to donate my body to disney what what no pirates of the caribbean please all right you know you're going to play tough right now i'll have my body cremated and sprinkled (laughs) you know salt based sprinkled in every part of that you know park 
mentioning mentioning bodies being cremated and sprinkled pirates i guess is one that they try to sprinkle ashes in but but honestly um the number one is the haunted mansion oh hell to the yes i mean i know so many i know so many like halloween haunted house horror fans who've said oh i want my ashes sprinkled in the haunted mansion or i've already told my husband that like i'm like if we're gonna be cremated either put my remains in the hollywood forever you know mausoleum somewhere i'm you know or the haunted mansion in disneyland (laughs) i told i told my mother when i die i wanted to scatter my ashes on the queen mary so i can haunt it too (laughs) (laughs) um so I'm, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because we still have to talk about the shops in New Orleans Square. Oh, yes, girl. I told you about one of them that yeah. our one of our listeners messaged to me before we recorded. And yeah, jump into it. So I've been mentioning a lot of people feeling tugging and mm. their hair being pulled and stuff like that. So one of the listeners had written into Tammy and mentioned she worked in a shop. And for the listeners' safety, I will not list the shop. <laughs> yes. Because I'm I'm just uh, I'm just so afraid that you guys are gonna get a like a cease and desist from Disney lawyers. <laughs> That's my dream, honestly. That is Yeah, seriously. I will freaking frame it. Yeah. Girl, yeah. girl. Back back when I worked there, I had two friends who almost were fired. Because oh. they had posted a backstage, like they were just dancing backstage. You could not tell that they were backstage, except for the fact that you could see the back end of Space Mountain. Oh, and shit. And almost fired. Wow. Damn. If, for cast members, they are dead on. It's called Value the Magic. It's one of the service models. There's only one Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. There's like like I was gonna mention I was mentioning I was gonna mention the headroom quote unquote right. which is where they keep all of Mickey's heads. Once you see that, you will <laughs> never believe in magic again. You're like, uh huh. <laughs> oh, I mentioned it. Oh, sorry, kids. Don't get ahead of yourself, there, Mitchell. Um, we're gonna have to edit that out, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so they like they're they're deep on their cast members about value the magic oh i heard um so so this cast member had worked in one, worked in one of the dress shops and she describes you know they have shifts where they're out there to like three in the morning restocking things mm-hmm. and she had described someone just t- tugging on her dress like trying to get her attention like i'm already here till 3 a.m can you just leave me alone oh, please yeah so the listener um too beforehand she described the same thing that happened. So I'm going to read her message right here. I read it to Mitchell and we were like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty normal. So, um, she describes the name of the store. We're not going to say it, but, uh, it's a little dress shop next to a certain club. Uh, normally one person is scheduled for that shop since it's so tiny. I just finished helping a guest and went back behind the counter and I felt someone tug at my collar. It was so hard that I leaned back. I knew none was no one was behind me because the register area can only fit one to maybe two people at a time. I turned and no one was there. It happened again about a week later, but this time it was a softer tug. I decided to tell one of the managers and she turned to the lead and looked scared. They told me that 
management doesn't like working in that basement of the shop because they hear noises down there. I was asked if I'd like to be moved from working uh, the New Orleans Square. I said no. I was then later moved to a different section that was uh, that same week. Also, like the Pirates of the Caribbean, like they, the cast members working in those shops will hear their voice, like hear their names whispered. Wow. And that's and that also goes with the the haunted mansion. Mm. Um, oh. One of my friends, the one I mentioned earlier, who works the haunted mansion, she. Um, her, one of her favorite positions is the unload. It's this treadmill. You're basically walking a treadmill and to make sure that people unload safely. Mm-hmm. And there's a mirror there so they can see, like, if anyone's trying to, you know, ride, you know, not getting off the vehicle or anything. And they have a, a, a button to stop the attraction. That's why, that's partially why when you're riding the Haunted Mansion, it, playful spirits have interrupted our tour. You'll hear yep. that a lot because mm-hmm. that's also how they get wheelchairs on and off. Um, so she says walking it and a lot of cast members who work that describe, um, they'll be watching the mirror and they'll see someone still in one of the vehicles. So they stop it to like, you know, get them out. Right. And no one's there. (gasps) And they'll be walking the treadmill and they'll feel like someone breathing down their neck. Like they're right behind them. And they'll feel their hair no. being tugged or their dress being tugged. No. And so a lot of a lot of girl cast members are very uncomfortable down there because they, you know, the the spirit there is like they they feel like it's kind of like a not so nice person. Ugh. Oh no. Um. No. There's there's stories of a man in a cane riding the haunted mansion. This is one of the um the the stories that kind of gets mixed up between Florida and California's Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Allegedly, a man had crashed his airplane on the land that they built the Haunted Mansion over, which in, you know, was part of a, a ranch in mm. the 60s, in the 50s, sorry, the 40s and 50s. Um, but this story also has been told in Florida. So I'm pretty sure it's, probably just an urban legend i haven't been able to like find any news articles back yeah validate it yeah of course but there have been sightings of an old man in a um in like riding a dune buggy and he has a cane with him he's just riding by himself and then um you'll see like you're there's parts of the ride we're able to see who's in the dune buggy next to you Mm -hmm. so like they'll spot him at one spot and then the next time that they're able to look in the next dune buggy he's not there Mm. And there's, like, no way that you can get off that without, like, triggering alarms and stuff like that. Because, you know, safety. Isn't there a traveling ghost in the in the mansion that has a cane? Doesn't one of them have a cane? Is it? Uh, um, one of the hitchhiking ghosts? Yeah, one of the, yeah, hitchhiking ghosts. Doesn't he, one of them have a cane? Uh, the Hatbox <laughs> ghost has a cane. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's stories of a little boy. Yes, that's one way I heard. Like you said, um, allegedly his family um, dumped his ashes without, like, they asked Disney's permission. Disney said no, because obviously it's biohazard. Mm -hmm. Um, But they just decided to do it anyways, because Uh, people are people. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, I, I don't know how much of this is true. But it's a fun story to tell anyways. Um, 
Some people have described talking to a little boy in line. He doesn't have any family with him. And oh. he has no knowledge of things that have happened to the park since, I want to say, 1984. Wow. So, like, the kids oh, will be like, oh, you want to go to Star Wars land next? He's like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's that with Star Wars? Like, what's excuse that? me? <laughs> oh, no. Automatic ghost. <laughs> Automatic um, ghost. <laughs> um, there, there have been sightings of a crying little boy at the exit. And when they try to, like, comfort him... He disappears. There have been stories of um, just like a lot of a lot of people's names being called out to them. A lot of um, names is so creepy. I I know, but then again, everyone is at so contact, so most yeah. can read. Right. That's true. <laughs> I was about to ask that, like the names and everything, and being pulled and tugged. I think it's because like in my hypothesis, I think from listening to these tales, it's like they have such a good rapport and respect for the park that I'm sure these entities there are definitely going to make themselves known to yeah. a lot of the workers. So, I mean, yeah. people that work there honor and respect and love their job. So the ghosts are like, oh, okay, we're going to mess yeah. with you now. Let's see how right or die you are. <laughs> There's... um. Do you remember like 2009, the video of the ghost leaving the haunted mansion and walking out? Yes. Oh my God. I remember when Ashton Kutcher posted it on his Twitter, of course. (laughs) But yeah, it was like a humanoid looking, like kind of like a ghostly bluish, I could be wrong, like a bluish or greenish form leaving. And it like walks through the closed gates and it walks like straight into the square. I, I want to believe that. Okay. It's most likely a um, an old security monitor that had um, kind of you know like how old monitors have a burn on it yeah like an image burn okay that's what that's what some of the like because when I worked at Disneyland they have what's called cast TV mm-hmm. and during Halloween one year they had literally it was a like five minute segment where they were like disproving like the Disneyland ghost videos and I'm just like I want to believe. I want to believe. Yeah. (laughs) There was there was a video of um, like during the fireworks show, you could see someone standing on the castle. Yeah. That was actually one of the uh, pyrotechnicians standing on the castle, like that. Like they're like because the pyrotechnicians wear all black, and the ones where the ones who work on the castle show, the ones who have to do the fireworks on the castle, makes sense. because of because of the um, forced perspective, mm. it the ones the ones, however, that I can't I can't explain um, the Tower of Terror one, where the old man the old man who's in like maintenance is he's got like a checklist he's doing like a show check, mm-hmm. and you see like the the ghost sitting like in a seat behind him and he's here go yes. to another. I can't explain that one except maybe it was a viral video that Disney like promoted for their Halloween time because it came out right around that time. Uh But there's another Tower of Terror video that creeps me so much out. It's um, back in the day when it was still Tower of Terror and it wasn't um, Guardians of the Galaxy and the windows, the doors open and you Mm -hmm. see the ride vehicle and it drops. Yeah. There's, it looks like someone's sitting there and looking back in as like the ride vehicles drop. I have like that video scares me so much and I have no idea how to explain it. Um, there is a video allegedly showing Mr. One Way getting on a ride vehicle, getting on Space Mountain. 
Yes, I've seen that one. That one, that one I've watched so many times. I'm just like, it kind of looks like someone going in. Like, I, it's like, it's like. It like, does. It doesn't like, look it, fake like the other ones I've seen. Yeah, like, but the, the Tower of Terror one, the Tower of Terror one with the the maintenance, the engineering dude in the, uh-huh. the ride van. That one, I, I'm like, that's too, that's too clean. It looks yeah. like it's per, like it's it, too it, perfect. It, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, so honestly, like. I've I've been I've been in like for cast members they have like appreciation events and one of the ones that I've been to was I was able to walk around the haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. I was so geeking out. I was like, oh my god, the old like original one. Oh no, it was during it was during it was during Christmas. So unfortunately, oh I love that even more. I know. Is it true that you guys do? I read about this. Um, is it true that they do like the Nightmare Before Christmas? Like they. They install something like the Nightmare Before Christmas around oh, the Oh, yeah. Season. You haven't been in the park since 1995. That's yeah, never, but I, I read, like too. I'm going to post. Through so they yeah. during Halloween, and then it stays through the Festival of Lights, and it's so cute. That's what I heard, and I heard, um, well, I'm going to post it on our Instagram today, but I just came across this uh, little, I guess, legend where um, they have a gingerbread house, and they notice uh, shingles of the gingerbread house constantly going missing um whenever they have that installment so um every now it's a tradition that every year when they put the house up that they leave it an extra plate of shingles for whoever is taking it it. yeah so some some people believe it might be linked to the little boy like the little boy eating or taking the shingles so yeah there is one um like table in the madame leota scene Ooh. And during the Haunted Mansion holiday, they put, like, a little zombie nutcracker on it. Oh, and hell the, yeah. sto- the story behind that is, if you, like, bump into that table, something really bad's going to happen to you. Like, people what? have been in car accidents right after bumping into it. People have had loved yeah. ones die. No. Like, like, that one, that one I feel is, a, I'm like, you know, confirmation bias and all that sure. jazz. Yeah, It's course. a fun story to tell, but I'm just like... Is it though? <laughs> or, is it, or is it just to keep the like the members away from you know the display, yeah. you know, away from the table? Um, the, the um the ghost bride in the haunted mansion. So much of the when they were just designing the attraction, that's the original ghost bride, not the current one where she's an axe murderess. That's based on Lizzie Borden, but the original yeah. bride. No, the original one, the one she's all blue and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She's based off of the brown lady of Raynham Hall. I learned that today. No. Like they, like, they designed her to look like the ghost, the famous ghost picture of the brown lady of Raynham Hall. So that's like a connection between the Haunted Mansion and an actual famous haunting. Wow. Yeah. That is so awesome. Of course they would the, do that. Because <laughs> uh, um, like the whole story of the Haunted Mansion is it's a resting place. It's like a retirement home mm-hmm. for famous ghosts. So that's like that's kind of the like backstory that Walt Aww. Disney had, and it was honestly like if like Bryce you mentioned the Imagineering story, it was like the last attraction Walt Disney had any hand in designing at that's all. So crazy. Like he died in 1966. The ride didn't open till like 1969. It opened. Oh. It opened a week after the Sharon Tate murders. No way. Uh huh. What the a coincidence. A week after the Tate LaBianca murders. Um. Oh my God. They, like, they, originally, they were, there was kind of a, like, a 
kind of argument in Imagineering over if it should be scary or if it should be more funny. Mm. And like they they wanted to decide like they were like, should it be like a rundown mansion or should it be a nice mansion? Mm-hmm. So Walt, one of the things that kind of guided them after he passed was he was like, well, you, we'll take care of the outside of the mansion and the ghost will take care of the inside. So the yes. outside of the mansion is this nice, you know, New Orleans mansion. Yeah. Yes. You just imagine like them serving mint juleps on the porch. Of and, like, course, the colonial. Yeah. Typical and then house. You get, inside, yeah. you get inside, it's all. Um, it's all dingy, cobweb, gray. Yeah. I lo- um, that's what I love so much about it. <laughs> beginning of the attraction, up to Madame Leota, you don't see a ghost, because it's more inspired by uh, like the haunting. Mm-hmm. And it's like the endless hallways and things like that, inspired by um, the Winchester Mystery House and things like mm. that. There's there's you, there's signs that there are ghosts there. The doors are knocking. You mm-hmm. hear you hear voices and things like that. But until you go through the seance, there's no actual ghosts that are piercing. Yeah. Um. There's once you get through the attic scene, um, and the 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 ride vehicles are like going backwards and going into the graveyard. Mm-hmm. There is a, it's completely false, but it's kind of like one of those like creepypastas, like, uh, uh, like, you know, like, like Rugrats is all in Tommy's head or something like that. You know, those like yeah. stupid creepypastas. There's one that's saying, because we're going through the windows, what happens is you're stuck in the haunted mansion. The ghost host says, there's always my way out. And they show the, the, the skeleton on the noose. Mm-hmm. So the only way to get out of the haunted mansion was to commit suicide. So what you're seeing then is you're going through the graveyard and you are the ghost then. But uh, it's just like, psh, psh, tosh, bully. Uh, <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> well, well, it's 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 just urban legend. It's just it's just well, some. That, I mean, that's the rabbit hole that you go down. I know. I went through that last night. <laughs> when, exactly. When you start researching, even me too. Like I was like, oh, I can't. I gotta stop. I need to go to sleep. Like, right. I was like <laughs> even, even though my new bedtime is two thirty in the morning now, I'm like I need to go to sleep. <laughs> so yeah, those are the different types of rabbit holes that you'll go through. Um, just one of them, I would say. I mean, there's so many other crazy, you know like stories attached to Papa Mouse's mansions and world. So I like, like we've been talking almost two hours now and I've barely scratched on most of the stories. Like I know, like I mentioned, I didn't have any, any good stories from Fantasyland, but I know the Fantasyland cast members have probably really scary stories there too. Well, we have I'm, to do a part two and I mean, get one of them. on. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm just, I'm just like thinking about like all of the stories that I've told. Like some of them are told to me, some of them I found myself. Some things happened to me myself. Well, of course, yeah. I'm just like imagine all of the cast members who have stories like that as well. Like there's oh, absolutely. just absolutely because there's there's so many like millions of people who go through Disneyland in a day, and how many of those you know after they pass their spirits still kind of cling to it. And... Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and and even more, now that the park's, you know, closed because of the situation right now, just imagine the ghost I'm, having, like, a field day. I'm wondering how the energy is over there right now. I'm sure there are people there working, like, 
oh. behind the scenes, like organizing yeah, they're, they're the cleaning. There right now. Yeah, but. so I'm wondering what their stories are right now, because from what I've been reading in articles, especially in the New York Times, like people have been experiencing high levels of activity in um, oh, yeah. their homes that are already haunted and stuff. So I yeah. can imagine what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah, I another thing like, well, it's kind of, it's tangentially related to Disneyland, but, you know, in 1990, Disney owned the Queen Mary. Yes. Can you just imagine, the Queen Mary's closed right now, just imagine what the spirits there are going through. Well, that is another thing that we're <laughs> trying to do. Like, I, I've been putting off the Queen Mary and Disney and other stories because they They've been very repetitive. That's why we wanted to do a different take on this episode by bringing someone that used to work in the park to give us the insight scoop on it. Um, but another thing, too, about the Queen Mary, um, and this is something that I've been talking with Craig Owens, who is a historian right. and um, the author of Haunted by History, Volume 1. He has a great and very in-depth chapter about the Queen Mary and the room, what is it, B, uh, B-140? B-340. Actually, uh, it was b 474 where the actual event happened but yeah so when disney yeah. owned queen mary at one point it is it's actually researched that they created the lore behind that uh -huh. yeah that, yeah uh, that, a so. lot of yeah that that particular because especially with that that kind of out there story of like a man being torn apart in the room yeah. there would be news articles there would I be mean, there would Absolutely. be. Absolutely. There would be. And I know that uh, Bridget Moorcourt of Ghost Magnet said that, oh, I wanted to go and stay the night in the room. She stays the night in the room and nothing happened. I love that. Okay, first of all, they oh. charged $600 for that room. $600 to stay in that room. And, Just like, and like you get you get a Ouija board. New? No. No. I don't know if you can even keep it. They, they give you a Ouija no. board. They give you a crystal ball. Yeah. They give you tarot cards because, okay, when I think of contacting the dead, I think of tarot cards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pull a card spirit. Yeah. It's, um, that's something that's, according to Craig Owens, is something that's definitely been made up. I mean, they even created the attraction, um, the, you know, room B340 in their, uh, what is it, the Halloween. Uh, attraction that they had there every year so yeah that was that was much longer after disney owned the queen mary that the dark harbor would happen but um dark harbor yeah yeah, yeah but they yeah but, they used one of the rooms as an inspiration for yeah. dark harbor yeah and it's yeah. a intense it's one of their most intense oh yeah walkthroughs i screamed yeah. the whole time i uh, like <laughs> i think i ran because they somehow know your name they somehow figure out your name too they're like yeah me i'm no. like no no that's not my name that's not my name that's not my name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Like, whenever you go in a haunted attraction, do not let your friends say your name. Because, go. like, I've worked in haunted attractions. We listen. We oh. listen, and we are very good about communicating. <laughs> like, um, Can you call me candy, at least? I've always wanted to be a candy. Uh, <laughs> so, like, going, going back to, like, Disneyland, for so many people, it represents hope, too. Mm, yeah. So when Disneyland, when Disneyland closed down, so many people were like, oh, this is real. Mm -hmm. When Disneyland, you know, even though, uh, you know, eventually Disneyland will open again, for so many people seeing Disneyland close down is just like, just think of like the blow to like the the American psyche. Yeah, it I is. Was I was there literally like the week before, like the weekend before the California order like went into effect. And even then we were like, okay, we'll just be like really careful and we'll just like wash our hands a lot. There was no one in masks 
It was a moderately full park. Like, it did not seem... And I think about that now, and that seems like ancient history. Like, I'm shocked. The fact that, like, only one person who happened to be there ended up getting COVID of our group is, like, a miracle, basically. Like, I... Now, knowing what I know now, I would have never gone. But at the time, we were just like, oh, it's fine. Like, there's not, you know, we'll just be really safe and we won't touch anything. Um, And we'll just, like, wash our hands. We had, like, hand sanitizer with us. And it's a bygone era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting because we were talking about it, too, Mitchell, uh, of how it's going to be organized mm-hmm. after it opens. And I mean, before, I mean, like I mentioned to you before, like my husband and I tried going into the park a couple of years ago and this was during our Christmas vacation. And we were turned away at 1030 in the morning, along yeah. with the hundreds of people that were coming in, families, people that were in wheelchairs yeah. were being turned away because they were at max capacity. And they told us to literally come back at, 5:30. That's when they were gonna reopen the park. I was like, Yeah. So what? they 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 that's called a that's called a um a cold close. When they have when they reach a capacity because they do have capacity. When yeah. They reach that capacity, they won't allow any other people back into the park. Wow. Damn. Um, and then then like a hard close is like, we're at capacity. When you're gone, you're not allowed back in the park. Like a, a cold one. That's they'll it. let people back in. They'll let people back in. Okay. Like, like you know, with you have your back in the day with a hand stamp, but now it's just yep. a ticket. Uh, they'll let people back in eventually with that one, but like when it gets when it gets to like like hey, we're at capacity, capacity. When you leave the park, bye. You're gone for the day, bye. Yeah. Damn, that's so crazy. But I, I can't imagine how it's gonna be now, especially with people who just purchased their what is it, their year pass or yeah, annual passes. Annual passes so, um, right before the closure happened. Which... Yeah, the way they're doing it in Shanghai is you have to make reservations <sighs> for the day you want to come. Damn. So that's I see that's partially how they're going to do it. Um, but one thing I do know for certain is Disney will, because they don't want the bad publicity. Yeah. yeah. They will do it right. They'll, they'll. I hope so. I really do. Yeah, they'll. Like they're not gonna rush into reopening Disneyland. Yeah. Um, they're not gonna rush into reopening it until they have the procedures in place down pat. Because right. Disney, when when they open a new attraction, they have the procedures down place down pat. Whenever any like they are on top of things, so I I could see like, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a learning curve. The mm-hmm. you know, I think partially is that. like training the public on what to do as well see that's an that's where it's going to be hard a hard hit for everyone because because i saw how it was when they banned sticks and i saw how it was when they banned the larger strollers well as we've noticed in the media too like we are a very stubborn and uh, (laughs) entitled nation So people want their Dole Whip, people want their Mickey Mouse ice cream. They're going to have to wait. They're going to have to be very, very patient, you know? And, oh, I can't imagine. I I, I can't imagine how it's going to be when they do a soft opening, you know, a slow opening. So hopefully. They're they're kind of doing that in Florida right now with their their shopping center, Disney Springs. So we'll see. We'll see how. Yeah, we'll see how. It's kind of like it's kind of like a cold opening. It's kind of like a cold a cold run. So okay. We'll see how that turns out. 
hopefully. Well, oh, thank yeah. you so much, Mitchell, yes. for welcome. being on our podcast. Yes. We, Virtual really, fun. we really appreciate you sitting down with all of us and telling us all the haunted tea with Disneyland and going over, you know, what was actually real, what happened, and even things that we just, you know, just didn't know offhand and getting like the first second people's accounts of their experience working in the park so yeah. thank you so much where yeah. can people find you or follow you because i'm on i'm on instagram um mr spooky 13 of course <laughs> i am also i'm now into tiktok that's my new thing hell yeah <laughs> Hell yeah, um, I've seen your costume and uh, yes. I approve 100%. Uh, that is, uh, I think it's also Mr. Spooky 13 on there. That's basically my like, t I'm also on Twitter as Mr. Spooky 13. Yes, we're going to so. post the guys on our Instagram. I love his costume. I love his TikToks. So <laughs> be sure to follow Mitchell. Let us know if you want us to do a part two with Mitchell. We love to, you know, gather more of this information because yeah. I had a lot of people in the past bug me about you know, doing this episode along with, oh, let's do the Black Dahlia, let's do this. But it's like, I want to be more, I want to be a little different, you know? I want us to do something a little different with these stories because they've been so repetitive. So, um, and also to find stories that we haven't heard of too, yeah. in, you know, in relation to, you know, these different happenings in different locations in and around California. But thank you once again, Mitchell. Mr. Spooky, St. Spooky. And uh, before we sign off, guys, we just wanted to say a huge thank you to our new Patreons. We want to say a huge thank you to Victoria Maddox, all the way from the UK. Thank you so much for <laughs> donating. Also to Sylvia Gardner and Lane Louise. Thank you guys so much for your donations and i'm not going to cry i did that this morning so we're uh, all good <laughs> but thank you so much for your donations um do any of you gentlemen want to say anything else before we sign off um <laughs> wash your hands <laughs> wash your hands. quarantine save halloween save <laughs> halloween and rice do you have anything you else you want anything else you want to say Bye. Bye, guys, and stay safe. Stay safe. Have a new year. Thank you so much. Very special thank you to our special guest, Mitchell Ralston, who's a lover of Halloween, fairy tales, and witches, and of course, Disneyland. We also want to say a big thank you to all of our patrons. You guys help produce this episode, and for that, we are so thankful for you. Some more thank yous are in line for our new patron members. Corey Dooley, Victoria Maddox, and Helen Louise, thank you guys so much for becoming new members. Also, another big thank you to Julie and Sylvia Gardner for increasing your pledges. Guys, you not only made Bryce cry, but you also made his double cry before he did, which is a huge feat. So thank you so much for your donation, your love, and your support in keeping this Hollyweird paranormal podcast train moving, especially during unstable times. Speaking of Patreon, want to become a Hollyweird paranormal producer? Want to help produce our episodes? Well, look no further. You can head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Hollyweird Paranormal. And for as little as $1 or more per month for one or two or three months or however much time you want to donate, 
Regardless, you'll have access to our secret podcast society of Saturday Night Ghost Club, where you get to listen to real ghost stories that I collect from people off the streets, people that I've worked with and I'm acquaintances with, who are willing to share their ghost stories. And you definitely don't want to miss this out because <laughs> these stories will definitely make you sleep with more than one night late on. You'll also be gifted magnets, pins, coasters and stickers and postcards. So head on over to our Patreon page to find out more information. If you want a little more information about your hosts and the podcast, well, look no further because we also have a website, hollyweirdparanormal.com. There you can find out how to listen to our episodes, get caught up with our past and present episodes and seasons, and you can learn more about your hosts, myself and Bryce Mitchell-Williams. You can even click on our merch store where you can shop for some Hollyweird paranormal threads. We've teamed up with designer Noisy Project as he catered some specific designs for our merch store. So you definitely want to go check those out, especially his ghosted sweatshirts and t-shirts. And the answer is yes, guys. Bryce has purchased those sweatshirts to turn into crop tops. Also, follow us on our social media. Follow us at Hollywood Paranormal on Facebook and Instagram and HWP Podcast on Twitter. Have a story that you're dying to share with us? No pun intended, then definitely send it our way at hollywoodparanormal at gmail.com. We received a few that we're definitely keeping for our Listener Tales episode in the future, so send them our way. Love Hollywood Paranormal and you have a few more moments to spare? Then head on over to Apple Podcasts where you can help rate and review our podcasts. It would really help us out and it helps us indie podcasters become a little more visible. Okay, friends, stay healthy, stay safe, take care of yourselves, and always remember to stay Holly Weird. We'll leave you with the rest of this song by our friend DJ Ninjoy, Americano Please. So fitting since we are coffee addicts. So feel free to turn up the volume and enjoy the rest of his song. Till next time. <laughs>